It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, today we've got a uh, message I give, uh, actually numerous times. I can't remember when I gave this message, but it, it's, uh, it's called What's a Christian? And uh, it can be two parts. And basically I outline how you would define what a Christian or believer is. What's it like to be one? Obviously realizing most everybody listening already is one, but it could help you explain what you are. Sometimes you don't know. And and you'll be able to do that. If you're listening, if you're if you're listening, some probably have never received Christ yet, and that's all right. That's I'm glad you're listening. But let me encourage you, hey, Jesus is is there for you and it's real. I'm gonna tell you, I'm a no nonsense guy. I don't hang around with stuff that's pretend. If you if you want to consider Christ, just go to DougMurinRadio.com, DougMurinRadio.com, and you can drop me a note, and and I will I will reach back to you and help you find your way to Him, and then to a group of people who do believe in Him, because that's one of the main purposes of this show. Jesus is knocking at your door, friend. In fact, I sense right now as you're listening, some have wanted to receive Christ. You're wondering how that works. Just pause right now and just say this: Yes to Jesus. Drop me an email, and I will make sure you get some literature and you get some connections, and and uh, you can begin having a wondrous life with Him. I've been walking with Him for a long time, and uh, I'm telling you, it has only gotten more genuine every day of my life. So I encourage you to to be a taker. Say yes to His Lordship. Okay, God bless you, and uh, do go to our website, DougMurinRadio.com, DougMurinRadio.com. And if you're listening, by the way, and you want to help us uh, do some events, you know, help uh, fund that in our airtime, go to the same website, Doug Muren Radio, and right there will guide you how you can make a contribution, and we will get you a tax-deductible receipt, and we will make sure it goes to pushing the gospel out there. But again, that's DougMurenRadio.com, any size gift. This month, and actually the last couple months, we've been giving away a book that I want to make sure I give every one of them we can away titled uh, A Way Through the Wilderness by my dear friend Jamie Buckingham. The best book written on the book of Exodus there is. It's a great book. And I'd love to send you that if you can help us with our airtime. But we're also starting to go out in some churches, and I like to bring a little team. So thank you for your support. Hope you enjoy the show today. God bless you. I want to uh, talk to you the next five hours <laughs> about uh, what's a Christian. I, I, as an evangelist, I run into quite a number of people who ask me, what's a Christian? Because they're a little confused. They think a Christian is somebody who believes in God. Uh, James said this well, I'm glad you believe in God, but the devils do too. You know, belief is different than just giving mental assent, or even having an awareness. Uh, I, I meet Christians also who think they are one, but they ain't, or people who go to church, rather. Think they are one of the ain't. They think they caught it from their grandparents or parents. Or I, I go to a lot of hospital visitations where people are dying, and they'll say, "My uncle Bob was a Methodist minister." You know. <laughs> I said, "Okay, when you meet the master, you tell him." You know, my uncle Bob was. We just hope Bob's there anyway. So, what does it mean to be a Christian? Actually, to not be a Christian is a pretty unwise state to find yourself in. Because the, the Bible says that your, your life investment will amount to nothing. In, in fact, he says like this. Someone who tries to build a life without Christ is like a guy who built a house, didn't put a foundation down, built it on sand on a hillside. 
and the rain came and pushed the house over. And so your life is a poor investment. That's what he said. Sort of like this. In 1983, we had a young woman living with us, and she went to work for a company that uh, you may have heard of. It, 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 it's not done much, really. A company called Microsoft. <laughs> it was right down the street from our house, and she was a receptionist and later some sort of researcher. And I didn't hear some money. She came and she said, Doug, you, you've, got to, you've got to put some bunch of the money into Microsoft stock because this is really going to go. Me and, and I am, my parents, I said, and I said to her, nah, no one's going to get into computer stuff. <laughs> and so, so I ran into her a few weeks ago and she's retired at age 32. <laughs> and I invested in Enron. <laughs> <laughs> If, if, you, if you have not vested your life in Christ, it's like investing in Enron. <laughs> it is. It's going to wash away. But let's try and define. I think often we get confused that a, a Christian is somebody who's pro-life. That's one of the ways you know you're Christian. Or you're for homeschooling. Uh, or, or you want Pat Robertson for president. I remember the year he ran for president. Man, I had the most terrible time because I didn't want to endorse him because I didn't think he was qualified. I, I frankly would have a, rather have a crass pagan who was qualified for the job than a Christian who was a, an idiot in any office. Not saying Pat's an idiot, but... <laughs> so... Uh, you know, there are a lot of, lot of definitions we have that, that, that we think make us Christians. So I want to give you about, hopefully I can get through them all. I didn't last verse, but I want to give you some biblical definitions as to what a Christian is. Because I think we need to know. Number one, if you study the Bible, the Bible says that a Christian is somebody who's a becomer. There are no ri- arrivers. To be a Christian is not an arriver. Uh, and you know what? You never arrive. You may have, I've met people who've been in church for 30 years who were less mature than someone who'd been in Christ three weeks. And the reason is they thought they'd arrived back in 1908. Because that's when they received Christ. They never went beyond that. If you read the book, a Christian is someone who's becoming. Uh, I, I used to uh, uh, play golf a little bit. Uh, well, about every day with my son. My son's a scratch golfer. He's 6'5". He played court. He's an athletic guy, and I'm not. I, I'm so uncoordinated, I fall off the cart out there. <laughs> and and I, my normal drive, I could hit him 200 every once in a while. 75 is more likely, because I have a lot of power, but I top them, you know. Then there's so much power, they spin and hop, you know, for 100 feet or so, yards or whatever. And one day, I don't know what happened, but I stepped up to the tee, and my body moved as one. And I slapped that sucker so hard, it went 350-some yards onto a four-par green. Incredible. And I turned to my son and his buddy, and I said, I said, guys, that's the real Doug Muren. (laughs) He's been waiting to get out. And that's what it is to be a becomer. Inside of all of us is a 350-yard drive. And God has taken us. No one's arrived here. Paul put it this way. From glory to glory, he's changing me. 
And the beauty of being part of a community of becomers is you can actually get better. Hopefully you don't get worse. You can get better and no one is going to incarcerate you in your beginning point. See, that's the beauty of a community of love. Two, uh, you'll find in the Bible that to be a Christian means you're a listener. Uh, now, most women have this experience. Uh, the experience of having somebody talk to you uh, or having rather be talking to somebody and have them not listen to you. How many of you have had this experience? Uh, my father, uh, as, as the, the best thing that has happened in his life so far is he's gone deaf. Because he turned his hearing aid off and he can't hear my mother. And, and my mother's a little manic. She just goes, yep, 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 on and on and on. And my dad just sits there with a smile on his face, nodding. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, all, and it's funny because all he has to do is every once in a while say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but isn't it a horrible experience to talk to somebody about your feelings? And you know, uh, I never was much of a counselor because I, I, my mind just goes too fast and I daydream and you know, I've had many occasions where somebody's just pouring out their heart and they, they get through and then they ask me a question. And I, and I say, would you, would you go over that one more time? <laughs> it's a little deflating. Christians, of all the people on the planet, are those who listen to God. We are listeners. Part of our call. First Samuel 3. Do you remember the story of Samuel? A voice comes in to him in the middle of the night and says, Shmuel, Shmuel. That's how you actually say his name, Shmuel. And not Shmuel, Shmuel. And uh, Shmuel, Samuel, Shmuel. And, and uh, he says, Samuel, or Shmuel. And he got up and he thought it was Eli, his mentor, uh, his benefactor. Ran to Eli the priest, and Eli woke him up. Eli was ticked, said, go back. And after a few of these, he says, just go there and say to the Lord, here's your servant, Lord, I'm listening. And, and when you read the Gospels, you'll find how often Jesus healed the blind and the deaf. They were pictures for us. Of all the people on the planet Earth, we are the people that when God speaks, we listen. That's our job. Any of you heard God this week? He speaks to us with inspiration. He speaks through, through neon lights out of his word, sometimes through other people. Are you liking this so far? Isn't this a lot better picture than what we thought? Yeah. You're listening again to a message I shared a while ago in a in a rather large setting, actually. And uh, it's called, what, What's a Christian? As you've been listening, you figured that out. I encourage you again to take the step, walk that way. And if you are uh, interested in having a school of evangelism, which is one of my main things I've done over the years, and I've refined it to really update it and make sure it's just really right in hitting the spot, uh, you can reach us at our website as well. And... Uh, DougMearnRadio.com, DougMearnRadio.com, and I would love to do, we do them either on an all-day Saturday or a Wednesday-Thursday night format. It's a school of evangelism. Basically, what I've found is I can take 10% of any church that are usually more evangelistically inclined, and my training really is so perfected and so good that I've seen churches grow immensely just from 10 to 15% of the people knowing how to share their faith effectively because there is a little knack to it. Pastors don't usually do that really well. I'm an evangelist. I'm, I'm not that great a pastor. 
I, I never was really a great, great pastor. I'm a, I'm a good evangelist. I, I like to talk to people about Jesus, and I've learned how to do that. And so our course, which is simply we call it School of Evangelism, we could do that at your church. I don't want to do it. Everybody's trying to get me to put it on a course, on a course where you download it. And you're like, I, I don't really want to do that because the way I do it, I kind of interact and respond and answer questions you actually have at the time. And sometimes there's a part three version. I actually go out with people at the church, and I'll actually go door to door with you, <laughs> which is which is fun. Uh, you don't like that, I can tell, but uh, it's it, it's fun. And uh, so that's kind of an added feature down the road if you want to do it or not. But the course itself is pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And so I make that available. Go to our website, say, hey, we want one. Okay? God bless you. I hope you enjoy the teaching. I think it is probably needed today more than any other topic. How do we tell people what being a Christian is? And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. Three, a Christian is someone who has found. A Christian is somebody who every day of their life is being found. Because all of us have gone straight, we've gone our own way. He's had to chase us down. I love it when somebody says to me, I found the Lord back in 69. <laughs> well, where was he? You know, <laughs> God was lost. He said, where am I? Where am I? How find me? <laughs> no, God's never been lost. Who's lost? You're lost every day. Here's what it is to be a Christian. Every day is to be found by God. I love Jesus' parable. I told the parable of this lady who had a bunch of coins. I think there were ten. She lost one. Kind of down the floor, wherever. She looked and she looked and she looked until she found it. You know, we interpret that parable as though we are the lady who lost the coins and we're looking for it. But who is the lady in this parable, really? God. And who's the lost coin? We are. And Isaiah... Uh, Isaiah predicted that God's people in the time of the Messiah would be called those sought out. You know, isn't that cool? Your job isn't to find God every day because you're not good-looking enough, you're not charming enough, you're too stupid. So am I. We're all too lazy to carry on a persistent search. The good news is, every day, all you have to do is let Him catch you. He will find you. We are people being found every day of our life. Isn't that beautiful? It takes the heat off you, doesn't it? So you, people say, well, have you found what you're looking for yet? You say, no, I, I'm not looking. I'm lost and I'm looking to be found. Christ came to save all that was lost. And he does it every day. He finds you. You don't have to worry about it. I love it when people say, Doug, don't get too prideful when you do ministry. You know what? It's impossible to stay prideful and do ministry. Because you have too many people who are willing to let the Holy Spirit have a break and work on your life transformation. <laughs> In fact, the Holy Spirit has an easy job, from what I observe with pastors. So, no one's a reviver, a... a, a no one's an arriver. You can't be a Christian being an arriver. You can't be a Christian and find God either. You can only be a cross Christian if He's found you. Third, you can't. All Christians are what, what clearly the Bible describes as half full glasses. The adage of you know, put water in a glass. There's a certain mentality that says, "My gosh, that glass is half empty." Right? There's another vantage point that says it's half full. 
Christians are half full people. Ephesians 5 says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Greek text there describes a state of constantly being filled. It says, be ye constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit. Christians are optimists. Crash, totally sold out optimists because we are in the state of constantly being filled with that which is true life. Isn't that beautiful? You have reason for optimism. Turn to the person next to you and say, my glass is half full. Okay. Yeah. Not a brick short, but a half full. Half full. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you, are you letting the Holy Spirit fill you every day? That's, that's all you have to do is let Him fill you and you'll be filled with optimism. Okay, next. Christians are those who are under construction. You're a construction process. In 1 Corinthians 4, Paul said, you're all the temple of God. And if you look at the text, he's saying, you are all under construction. How many contractors here? Yeah, contractors, married contractors, been around contractors, have driven by contractors working. (laughs) You know, when we look at each other, we keep looking for each other to be complete projects. But actually, if you've driven past a place where they've just got the footings down, you can kind of picture how big the building is going to be, but you really don't know for sure. Uh, some of us have the wall up, no sheetrock. Some of us got our foundations up. We've been working on the same foundations for a long time. The Lord has. The beauty of being under construction is that you accept the process again of being built. None of us comes fully erected. Our parents didn't really get us fully prepared for life. It's impossible. That's why we need God the Father. Right? And the beauty of this, too, if you're a construction project, I've worked with a little construction. I've never had a two before say, no, don't put me there. Put me over here. <laughs> or a brick in a pile. Say, get me off this pile. Get me off this pile. Put me on the wall. No, what, what do they do? Their job is to cooperate. Let a few nails be driven in their head. Right? You're under construction. And you'll never be done. The Lord is always doing a little addition. Let's put on another room over here, another room over there. And that's why we can be patient. I love this one. I don't like bumper stickers usually, but I like this one. It says, be patient with me. I'm under construction. I find a lot of us are afraid people are going to find out that we're not fully built yet. And, and we keep the construction part of our life behind a facade. We've put the facade up before we put the framed in the wall. People drive by and see the nice marble gargoyles out front. They don't know inside, you don't have any carpet. In fact, there may not even be any floor. The truth is, none of us is complete yet. Isn't that cool? We're in construction. Next, a believer is someone who has New vision. We have a new way of seeing the world. Paul said this in Corinthians, uh, about chapter 3, 1 Corinthians. He said, we no longer walk by sight, but what do we do? Walk by faith. We have a new way of seeing. Uh, if you rem- I remember when I received Christ, it was amazing to me because the sky was bluer than I'd ever seen it. 
when I saw people, they looked prettier than I'd ever seen. There were a few that didn't help much, but they were pretty. They would look, everything looked a little different. It's sort of like this. I have a friend who loves guns, and, and he, he invited me to Cincinnati, and, and he, he, we, he wanted me to see these neat, he bought some Army night vision goggles. And we put them on, and we went out, we, he had two sets, and we went out in the woods. He says, this is going to be cool, watch it. So I put these night glasses on, and I mean, there were so many varmints out there. It's not safe to be out there at night, I want you to know that. <laughs> And you see things you can't normally see. When you're a Christian, you begin to see by faith, and you see God places you never thought he was. Christians are people with a new vision. John 9 is a picture of all of us. Man had been blind since his youth. Jesus prayed for him, and he could see everything. And he said this, All I know is, once I was blind, but now I see. That's what it is to be a Christian. To have a new way of seeing sort of like being an inside trader. You have an advantage. I don't encourage inside trading, but it's, it's, it's sort of like that. You have inside information. You see things that no one else sees. And you want to stay that way too. Yes? Mm -hmm. Number one was, uh, oh, you keep, Christians keep orderly outlines, records. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Christians are becomers. <laughs> we'll pray with you after the service. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right, honey. You'll be okay. <laughs> okay, next. Christians are patients being healed. Uh, I love all this talk about dysfunctional families. I've been ministering to people for 32 years. I have never met a fully functional family. And I've found the ones that think they are functional are the worst in their dysfunction. <laughs> you know, no family produces perfectly balanced children psychologically. Nobody. Because I've got news for you. We're all fallen. <laughs> Jeez, that's the tragedy of it all. We're all sick. Humanity is broken and sick. And some of us are not only sick, but we're carriers. <laughs> All of us need to be healed. I've never met a human that didn't have some degree of personality disorder. And we're all broken up spiritually. We all struggle with trusting God. We're all riddled with weird fears about God and life. It's one of the main reasons people don't come to Christ, because we're afraid. Two main reasons people don't receive Christ. We're lazy, and we have fear. You're listening again to a message I shared a while ago in a in a rather large setting, actually. And uh, it's called, what, What's a Christian? As you've been listening, you figured that out. I encourage you again to take the step, walk that way. Many have asked me, how can I get this on podcasts? Go to kcisradio.com, kcisradio.com, and you'll find it under Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And you can get it on your little podcast thing. And I hope you'll enjoy it in that form, too. And thank you for spreading the word about it. Let me tell you how you can help us with the show. Uh, it does take some resources. We have some generous people who've stepped up and helped us out with a great deal of it. But if you would like to support us, what we have is an offer uh, this month for any who can help us financially. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness, a great book by Jamie Buckingham. And the reason I've chosen this book 
is one Jamie was one of my dearest friends, and I think this is one of the finest books ever written on the Exodus crossing. It is loaded with tremendous insights that you rarely find anywhere else, and it's a great book. I'm I'm going to send it to you for whatever gift you can give to help us stay on the air. It's called The Way Through the Wilderness. All you have to do is you can do one of three things. You can either uh, go to our PayPal, which is Doug Murin at PayPal. Leave your address. The book will go out to you. Or you can send any size contribution to Caught on Tape or just Doug Murin to 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, W-E-N-A-T-C-H-E-E, Washington. Get this. Here's the zip. 98801. 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington. Send any size gift with your address. I'll get the book out to you. Or you can go to our website, which is DougMurinRadio.com. DougMurinRadio.com. And you can follow the donation section. And I'll make sure you get that book. It's a tremendous book. Not only will you help me, but I know I'm going to get to help you with this book. So God bless you. We do thank you for your support. If you would like a live radio show outreach at your church, just contact us at any of those numbers. Uh, my email is doug.murin at gmail.com. doug.murin at gmail.com. And we are starting to do some outreaches. I'm not doing a lot of them, but we are starting to do one. I hope you enjoy the show, and God bless you, and thank you for your generosity. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. You can write Doug Murin, Caught on Tape, at 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. Or online at DougMurinRadio.com.